Hello and welcome to the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Kristen and Rebecca. This is a podcast where we talk about glam, glitz, and what life is really like with a crown. This is a podcast for those girls who have inhaled more hairspray than they have oxygen. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Rebecca and Kristen, and we're having a packing party. Yay! Well, packing party for you. Packing party for one. Actually, kind of two, because guess what I've also got in my bag? What? Matt's Confidence Sparkle Shoes. Oh my goodness. You're being Matt? He was not supposed to go. And I've been, like, really wanting him to go because he honestly, like, he really is, like, a good pageant partner. You know, he's, like, really fun to to go to pageants with. And he kind of, like... He's very chill, and he kind of just lets me do my thing, and, like, if for some reason he doesn't want to go to one of the prelims, he'll just go sit at a blackjack table. He doesn't care. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, I just want him to go so bad, and the last trip we took to Nashville, I got sick at the beginning of it, and he got sick at the end of it, and so it was a hard one. Yeah. So I've been trying to get him to go. Well, That'll be so fun. He wasn't going to come, but I full-blown baited and manipulated him, but I don't feel bad about it because I started coming out in all my outfits I was going to wear, and Matt's not a jealous person. I wish he was. It would (laughs) make me feel better, actually, about myself, and he's just like, I'll even say to him, I'm like, you know, you could lose me to, like, a real, like, mega rich man. Oh, my gosh. And he's like, okay. (laughs) does not respond and so I'm coming out in all my outfits and he's like kind of joking he's like Kristen you can't wear that like you'll get hit on and I was like oh I'm 1000% gonna get hit on like the entire time I'm there and he's <laughs> like wait really and as soon as he said that Rebecca I was like oh got him and I was that like oh so funny. honey yeah and so I kind of just went down that road of like yeah like that's what rich men go to Vegas to look for. I was like, women like me, like high quality, hot women. And he's like, did, what? Did they, did, I, I know Matt listens to this podcast. Hopefully it will not come out until you're already landed and already there. So he can't cancel his flight. But I don't think you, that he was thinking about the fact the only people who attend a pageant for married women <laughs> are the husbands of these married women. Then they are not hitting on you. <laughs> Rebecca, you can't. Yes, they will. All the men will actually hit on me. Okay, Matt okay. must come to defend no, me. <laughs> he definitely must go, but just for the comfort of every potential pageant husband who listens to this, there's no hitting on anybody at a pageant. I've never had it happen to me, and I've attended hundreds. Well, it will. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I give it. off a vibe of "Don't talk to me." <laughs> It'll happen to me, Rebecca. It'll happen so much so that Matt Houchin simply must attend so he will yes, protect he my honor. That's right. I, when you <laughs> said you were bringing a guest, I kind of was wondering if you were going to say Bobby, your pet dragon. If I thought I could fit him in my carry-on, I would because I don't trust the airlines to not break him. True. Very true. Maybe you should just put him in your purse. Like we how people travel Bobby. with a dog. I could put him in a dog carrier, but we haven't talked about Bobby on the podcast. I don't even know if people know about him. Oh, well, we're going to have to do a full episode so people can hear the whole story of him. 
Yeah, I, I was gonna say I don't think we have time today, but okay. we have an interview with Kristen um, Simone coming up. That's right. Okay, so really quick, tell us about what you're packing. What are you bringing? How's it going? It's going. <laughs> so I'm taking a carry on. I didn't want to check a bag. I didn't want to deal with it. That I need more room. I I like I and I'm sure a lot of women are like this. I like to bring options. Yeah. And I don't want to feel like I'm pigeonholed into this certain outfit. So I'm taking only nude heels, mm-hmm. which is kind of annoying. I'm taking a comfortable pair. I'm taking my diverse styles because I have some jumpsuits that are really long. And then I'm taking a closed toe pair of really high platform shoes. And then okay. I'm wearing sparkle sandals. On the plane. Yes. And are they your slip-ons that we talked about on our gift guide? My slip-ons. Oh, no. I didn't. No, I'm not bringing my slides. These are a Steve Madden dupe of, like, the braided. So I have the Steve Madden um, heels Mm -hmm. that have the braided rhinestones across them. And I was in Target the other day, and I saw the sandal version for, like, 20 or 30 bucks. Oh, we definitely should link those in our favorite things. Yeah. They look almost identical. And so I'm like, you're coming home with me for only $30. How cute. Yeah. So I'm going to wear those. And then I'm wearing, I got some anxiety this morning. Remember I texted you? Cause I was like, I feel like I should be more dressed up than what I am because I'm going mm-hmm. to a pageant. And I think that's just like my pageant PTSD telling me I have to look really good on the plane. <laughs> Is that your Chris, Chris voice um, in your ear saying, no, you will be in full glam you will be dressed as if you are the reigning title holder when you arrive. Yeah. No one else told me that. That was 100% you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so now when I travel like as a coach slash spectator, I use, this is typically what I wear almost every time. I usually wear dark denim, a, like some type of cute t-shirt or comfortable shirt and a blazer because I am always cold on plane. And I think that gives me an extra layer, but it still looks really put together, but I'm not like dressed up necessarily. Like, I don't feel like I'm, you know, drawing attention like you would as a title holder, but I still feel completely fine to walk into the hotel and have people potentially, you know, know who I am or whatever, or my can, my clients see me and I still feel prepared. Like, I don't feel like I'm a slob. I feel like I should change now. Could also do like a leather leggings with a blazer. Oh, I have some leather. Maybe I'll do that. So right now I have on these express high-waisted um, 90s style ripped up jeans. Yeah, I think you need to be more dressy. And I have a white t-shirt and like gold layered necklaces with like my pageant buzz necklace. And then I was going to wear my sparkle sandals. And I can't find my pageant buzz hat, but I was going to wear that too. Oh, well, I love the t-shirt with the necklaces. I think that's super cute. I think you need to change from the ripped up jeans. I don't think that you're going to feel as confident walking into the hotel with everybody in full glam. Yeah, I feel like that's the difference between you and me, actually. That's a very three thing of you to be like, so I don't know if you've ever heard this with threes, but threes, when they get themselves dressed up they not only do it for themselves to look presentable but in their minds it's like why would you want to go out in public and have people have to see you a mess like they almost feel like it's disrespectful for other people a hundred percent 
and then like an eight like me like I love looking good like I love dressing up but it also doesn't bother me if I look too much of a mess like it really like I don't think of it as being rude to other people but you definitely would oh I would feel like that would just be so awful to walk in especially like not at the it's not about the airport it's about when you arrive at the venue and let's say there's 20 contestants all in a group right there I would just feel so disrespectful to them that I have dressed so casually and they're all in their cute cocktail dresses or glammed up jumpsuits and full hair makeup and I just showed up in like no makeup and sweats. I would have I I just would feel off yeah I now I'm like that when it comes to going because I was a theater kid growing up and forever like so I feel like that when I go to like the theater or a show you dress up out of respect for the the performers and so I do have that feeling when I go there but like going to a hotel and stuff I usually don't but I'll change my jeans because the t-shirts are cute and my layered necklaces are cute mm-hmm. if I can find my dang hat I don't know what I do with it what is your plan for your outfits for prelims and finals you may you don't have to like give us full details if you want to hold it for the gram but are you doing like gowns are you doing cocktail looks what is what's your plan so I have jumpsuits I have two jumpsuits that I really, really love that I think I'll probably wear one to um, the first show a little more casual. The casual one maybe to the first show. It's not casual, but casual-ish. And then the sequin one maybe to the next show, to the evening gown portion. And then I have two evening gowns that I packed. All in a carry-on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I rolled them up there real good. I am impressed. Yeah, but remember when I went to Mrs. American and all I took was a personal item? Yes. That was a backpack. You rolled in in a backpack. (laughs) And had all my stuff. I was very impressed with that. I had my airbrush machine. I had wardrobe. (laughs) I (laughs) I had all the things. I'm going to Colorado um, on Easter weekend for Mrs. Colorado and to celebrate, obviously, Easter with my brother and his family. And the, the kids and Dustin are coming too. And I was trying to think like, can we do carry-ons only? And sure, the boys can, but I cannot. We're, we're going to be there several days and I'm going to a pageant. No way can I do a carry-on. I bet you could. I probably could if I needed to, but I really like doing a checked bag so I can take my full-size makeup products. And so, that's yeah. where I am just, I can't do it. Yeah, that kind of stinks. Also, I just thought about this too. I have a problem. I don't think it's going to be a problem, but it's a potential problem. So my license is expired and I just bring your passport. Just take your passport. You'll be fine. But my passport has my maiden name on it. Kristen, (laughs) this is where we got in this whole issue with your opening of your Girl Scout account. We haven't talked about that on the podcast, but you've got to get all of your things all with your married name and all up to date no I know that's why I tell Matt I'm like if something happens I'm a Houchin for life like I don't care like sorry to the future Mrs. Houchin like I will forever be Mrs. Houchin because I will never deal with all this again because it's been awful what are you gonna do 
Well, I freaked out. I panicked. And I, yeah, I panicked. Because the only reason I even found out, by the way, is because the BMV sent me a little postcard thing saying, our records indicate that your license is expired. (laughs) (laughs) And so I looked and it it expired at the beginning of the month. So I was like freaking out. Matt, of course, is like, well, why don't we call the airline? No, he um he just looked it up to see if he could fly with an expired license because what what happens in Ohio is I'd go to renew it and they would take my license and uh-huh. give me like a paper thing, like a temporary one without your picture on it. I think my picture would be on it, but you can't fly with it. You can't fly with a temporary one. Okay. And because but because I have the compliant license, uh-huh. It's allowed to be expired up to a year, and I can still fly, according to the TSA website. Okay. According to that. What are you going to do, though, like, hypothetically, in Las Vegas, if they say, can we see your ID? And then they say, oh, we can't serve you because you have an expired license. I would say I'd have Matt get my drinks for me, but that happened one time. I didn't have my license, and I got carded. And we were, we had taken the boat out on the river and went to one of those river bars. And you know, that man would not go up to the bar and get me a margarita. That's what I'm, I'm not, not that you're like going to be going to Vegas to like get crazy, but like, what if you want to have like, you know, a glass of wine or something at dinner and you can't order one now because you have an expired license. Yeah, that would be very unfortunate. It's going to be, I will feel better about that though. As long as I can get on the plane. That's more. You need to just be able to get there. Yeah. You may have to be prepared and like have that pulled up on your phone. And that way, if when you're (laughs) scanning in, you can be like, look, here's what it says. It says I can travel with this up to a year. And this is a really important trip. I have to go. Well, and the BMV people told me too. they were like, because I was like, I have to get on a plane. Like, how soon can I get this license? And they're like, you're not going to get it in time. They're like, you you might as well just. B M V, like yeah. B as in boy. Mm-hmm. What does that stand for? Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Oh, ours is called D M V. I think ours used to be D M V, and then it's it they updated it, but it's the Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Ours is the Department of Motor Vehicles. So I mean, when you're saying the B M V, I'm like, are you saying it right or wrong? Because I think it's a D M V. I think it's in the D M V almost everywhere else. Ohio, you're so crazy. Get it together. I do need to get it together. All right. Well, that's going to be agenda number one for Monday when you're home is I'm going to hold you accountable to go get your driver's license renewed and apply for a passport um, change with your married name. You want to hear something really funny? Mm-hmm. I found a second license that I have. <laughs> Because I had lost one, I had to go get a new one, and then I found it. So then Matt tried to get me to go to the BMV like yesterday, because he's like, "Take that one, and I'll tell you get the process started, and then you'll have your other one to fly with." And I was like, "Eh, uh, no, I'm good." Oh, Kristen, what am I gonna do with you? I'm living in the wild, wild west out here, Rebecca. Okay, I have to tell you really quick. This is so not packing related, but while you're packing, I think this is going to entertain you. 
guess what I started last night? Love is Blind? Yes. Love is Blind? I started it. And I've watched three episodes. I'm three episodes in. The newest one? Yes, season four. <sighs> Do you the see what with, I'm talking about? The one with Micah and Irina. Irina, yes. And now yeah. I know now I know why you called me in a like absolute like meltdown of I need to discuss these girls and we need to talk about it. Can you watch the show? <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll watch it. Rebecca, but do, but do you see what I was like talking about? So for anyone who doesn't watch, you should because it is the perfect example of mean girls and the way that they manipulate other people into thinking that they're like the nicest people ever and then turn around and act like total jerks and mean just mean people to like other women and to the men yeah like like, totally manipulating the men they manipulated so far but what i've seen not only each other but the men were basically like the the spoils of the what happened like they they were just playing with the men's hearts and that is horrible yeah oh I know I yeah when I oh like I I'm trying to like I have so much thought in my head that I'm trying not to word vomit but I know it's coming and it's it's I think so infuriating let us know from our DMs if you or the comments or whatever if you would like us to do a special Love is Blind podcast um, episode because I think this would be a good one to discuss because why I think it would be good and applicable is I've seen some of these tactics used in pageantry mm-hmm. and I think it would be relatable not necessarily I mean clearly not like the men part but in how to like get certain pageant directors to kind of like fall in love with you type you know like manipulation and then use other contestants and turn them and oh just craziness yeah I but I want to finish the season before we discuss how many episodes are there fine I don't know because it hasn't released all of them yet they released the next set on Friday oh good so I'm not like super behind no not at all Okay, well, I could not finish them all because I, I had to go to bed. But I watched three, and then I was like, I've got to go to sleep. And then, of course, last night was the one night that, of all the nights, my little one got up in the middle of the night saying his stomach hurt, and I was up for two hours in the middle of the night. So I'm so tired today because I went to bed late, and then I was up all night with my son. But I'm going to watch more of it tonight, I promise you're gonna when you finish the set that's out now you're gonna want to talk about it even more okay I'll be ready so any must have any must have takeaways for someone if they are in the middle of packing for being a spectator at a pageant I mean I think you just try to pack light I mean really just because it's not about you you're not the star of the show try to pack light Rebecca Bring options. But not too many options. I right. roll everything also. Like I roll it really tightly mm-hmm. to help me get it all in. I try to bring shoes that I can wear with just about any outfit. So like I said, I have the three nude pairs that I have in there. Yes. I'm wearing on a comfortable pair, like a, a 
but it's a sparkle sandal. So I could kind of throw it on with most of my short dresses. Mm-hmm. And like and around then, the hotel and stuff. Exactly. And then like, I, I mean, other than that, I really don't bring a ton of stuff with me, to be honest. Like I, I, that was not a stretch for me to take just that personal item when I went to see Miss for America Strong and Mrs. American. I also think a good rule of thumb is to remember where you're going to watch this pageant and if they have good shopping available and don't stress too much because like, for instance, you're going to Vegas, you worst case you get there, you hate everything you brought, you can go buy something. Well, and that's what my, so my mom has always instilled that in me as a traveler is not to stress about what you bring because you can always buy it when you get there. Mm -hmm. Like if you forget your toothbrush, that's like the easiest thing ever. It, who yes. cares if you forget your toothbrush? You just grab a toothbrush. <laughs> like Usually the hotel deal. can either give you one or you can run by a Walgreens or a CVS or whatever or a gas station and pick up one. It's not a big deal. And as I – so like for any kind of toiletry, anything, as, I never pack those obviously in advance. I As I'm using them, I'm throwing them in – my bag, which mm-hmm. I don't typically travel with cosmetic bags. I put everything in large Ziploc bags because then they lay flat. Yes. And you can put everything back in those same Ziploc bags as you are packing to come home. Exactly. So yeah, you don't ever worry about like, I mean, obviously there are some things, medications, mm-hmm. don't forget them. Like any kind of, like I bring, I do bring, try to bring like band-aids, allergy medicine, especially to Vegas because the smoke drives mm-hmm. me crazy. Um, so that sort of thing. And then when I get there, my plan is to make a target run. Yes. Get water for sure. I'm going to get a case of water. I'm going to get um, a small coffee pot, like one of those $10 Mr. Coffees. Mm-hmm and have that I'm going to get food as long as they give me a refrigerator I requested one I hope I get one because I like to have like light stuff when I'm yeah, there a few snacks mm-hmm. so like turkey and cheese and the low carb wraps I'll probably get like peanut butter to make peanut butter wraps mm-hmm. just like stuff like that or like if I can think of anything when I get there I'll probably get a bottle of tanner gotta keep the tan up you're out of I love it. I love it. I think it's great. And then we will be covering USOA and Wetway. Let's talk about that really quick. Can we go live? Absolutely. We didn't go live in Vegas that much because we got distracted. We were bad podcast hosts. <sighs> oh my gosh, but... there's too much happening. We were going to like show after show after show. There was no time. Well, and you were coaching, so you had clients that you needed to pay attention to and talk to and go meet with and running to their room. Like it really was like, there was was, no time you were working. We were not there as pageant buzz coverage. We were there as coaching friends. And I had to build a costume. Yeah. You were there to put together things. Yeah. That was not fun, but we did it. Yeah. We should go live while I'm there. I think that's a great idea. That'll be fun. We can do a recap show. We could drop a couple episodes. I don't think we need to sh- like string this out. Yeah, I, th- I I think we should definitely maybe do an episode after prelims and then after finals. Yay! I'm excited to see patriotic wear. I've never seen that in person. Oh, it's like costume but different because it's all USA themed. 
I am excited. I have some cute earrings to wear for that. It's going to be so fun. Okay, well, intro our guest interview that's coming up, and then we will see you guys from you from Vegas and me from wherever I'm at. All right, up next we have Kristen Simone. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Rebecca and Kristen, and we have a very special guest with us here today. We have Kristen Simone. She is a wife, a mom, a former pageant professional, I would say at least, and also a WBFF Pro Fitness Diva, ACE PT and Nutrition Specialist, and does online training. I feel like there's probably so much more that you do, but you can tell us here in a second. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Hi guys. It's so good to be on here. Kristen, I can't wait to talk to you. I keep, oh, oh, that's going to be a thing, Rebecca. I, was, I, I know. thought you were just talking to me. <laughs> well, I can't too wait many, to talk to Too many Kristens. Can't wait to talk to both of you, Kristens. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so Kristen S., I guess we'll say. Tell us a little bit about your sort of step into pageantry. I know your journey sort of came from that, what Kristen um, I guess the other Kristen just mentioned that sort of bodybuilding fitness professional world into pageantry. So give us a little recap. Yes. So I didn't start in pageantry until after I had kids. Um, I actually started doing uh, fitness competitions um, when my kids were, I think my youngest, they were about three. Um, I have a set of triplets and I kind of just, you know, I really lost who, who I was after I had them and I wanted to do something just for me. And so I started on this health journey and I got involved with fitness and I really kind of fell in love with it, but I have always loved sparkles and I found the WBFF. And if you, um, research them at all, their swimwear that they wear they do really high-end sparkly bikinis. They wear evening gowns um, and then they do theme wear. So they wear these really awesome costumes. So I immediately fell in love with that. So that's kind of why I wanted to do that. Um, And then while I was competing and doing that, I met at the time um, the current Mrs. World and she introduced me into pageantry. And I, while I was doing the fitness competitions, I kind of always felt like something was missing and it was the community service aspect of it. Um, and so that is kind of what led me into pageantry. And then um, that same year, 2019, I competed for Mrs. Missouri America and just got hooked and fell in love. Oh my gosh. So that's a very, well, first of all, a set of triplets. So how many kids total do you have? <laughs> so I have a lot. I have six kids. Um, I have a 17-year-old, a 16-year-old, a 10-year-old and then nine-year-old triplets. Um, The 10-year-old and the nine-year-old triplets are my biological children. And then we just recently adopted the 17-year-old and the 16-year-old this past fall. She's one busy mama, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and top of looking the way you do. Do So that's, whenever I talk to someone with a lot of children that do pageantry and stuff like that, I know a lot of women say, it's hard with kids and, and it is harder with children and it is hard to make time. 
how do you fit in different types of prep that you do? How do you fit in still making yourself look the way you do? Because I know it might not be easy keeping your fitness in check all the time. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's hard. I will, I will say it's, it's a lot of hard work, but it's also something that, that I've, I've created it to be a lifestyle. So like, I'm not always motivated. I don't always want to get up and work out. I don't always want to eat healthy, but it's something that I've just made a routine and I've incorporated it into my life. Um, and by doing that, like, it makes me feel better. It's something that I do for myself that makes me feel good. It's a time that I take out of my day that I simply do just for me. So I found, I have tried different things. You know, I've tried working out early in the morning, late at night, in the middle of the afternoon when the kids were younger, when they used to take naps before they went to school. Um, and I have found for me personally, I get up super early. So I get up about like 4.35 in the morning um, and I work out. We are blessed that we have a gym in our basement. So I'm able to just go downstairs and work out. Um, but I have found that that works out best for me, but that's my time where nobody is calling my name. Nobody is saying anything. I get to put my headphones in and that's kind of like my form of therapy where I get to just spend an hour and be alone. Um, and I also think that you have to take time out of your day for something that's important to you. You know, if, it, if it's important to you, you're going to work for it. Um, and, and I always try to teach my clients that if you want it bad enough, you're going to work for it. I can't want it for you. You know, I can't, I can't make you want to do something. You have to want it and you have to be willing to put in that work. Yeah, I totally agree with what you just said. Also, I, after I had had my son, I had put on an astronomical amount of weight with him and it was just different than my other pregnancies. And when I decided, okay, no, I need to lose this weight. And, you know, I wanted to do a pageant, my first pageant and it worked. I've been able to keep most of it off. I'm not stage still, but obviously that's not something you can keep going forever. And I've had people ask me like, Oh my gosh, what did you do? What'd you do? And I tell them, and it's, and these are just my friends I'm telling and they won't listen and they won't do it. They'll do it for like a week. And it's like, why did you waste my time <laughs> for me to tell you this? And then they just like, don't want to do it. Is that so frustrating for you? That's your profession. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, but you know, and you have to kind of meet people where they are. And I, the other thing is, is everybody has different, different goals. You know, I mean, some people, it's really just about like a lifestyle. Not everybody wants to step on stage and that's perfectly fine. And, and my clients that want to get on stage, want to compete in a pageant or do a fitness competition, the, the way that we train is going to be completely different than somebody that, that just wants to be healthy for their everyday life. You know, those are two different things that we're working towards. Um, but, but I also think that you have to, to be willing to put in the work um, because if you're not going to put in the work, then honestly, you're just wasting everybody's time. Um, why do something halfway? You know, that's something that I never really understand. I don't, I don't really get why, why do something halfway? You know, if you're not going to put everything into it, um, and give it your all, then there's really no point in doing that because you're just wasting your time and you're wasting somebody else's time. 100%. What do you find motivates your clients the most when you're talking to them about starting their fitness journey? 
Well, you know what? I think it's it, it's really an individual thing. It's different for different people. I think um, here for me, for example, it was truly I felt um, like I really lost who I was. And and my clients are are essentially women. I like working with women, um, and a lot of them. I, a lot of them seem to lose a sense of who they are, especially after you have children. You know, you feel like you devote yourself um, to your husband or to kids, and that's all that you do, and you never carve out carve out that time for yourself. Um, a lot of women, you know, they have postpartum blues or depression and stuff, and they go through that aspect. So a lot of it is is that and coming coming out of that, a lot of it is um, they don't feel worthy enough. You know, that was another thing for me. And I don't know kind of where that came along for me, but there was a huge part of my life where I never felt like I was good enough or I never measured up and working out in fitness really changed that for me and really helped me value myself and value my self-worth. So one thing that I do want to kind of sideline off of is yes, you are incredibly fit. You are stunning and you're gorgeous, but you're also a little bit of a fashionista. How (laughs) do you find your wardrobe when you're competing? Because you always are dressed impeccably from head to toe. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Um, well, I shop online. I can't even tell you the last time that I stepped foot in the store. I despise going to the store. Um, so I love, you know what? I look all over online, um, anywhere. I love outside of the box. Um, I'm not afraid to show a little bit of skin. Um, I don't necessarily, I don't know, not like too sexy, but but classy still. I don't know. I, I, I'm not afraid to wear color. Pink is my absolute favorite. Um, but yeah, I just, I love, I love fashion. I'm not afraid to try anything. My husband always jokes that the UPS man lives at our house because he's always <laughs> delivering something. <laughs> well, and you've competed in a lot of different systems too. So yeah. when you go to compete at, like for instance, Mrs. America, that's going to be a little more traditional as opposed to some, you know, other systems. Is that something you typically try to tailor to? Or are you like, you know what? Nope. I'm going to wear what I want. <laughs> Yes. You know what? Here. So Mrs. America was the very first pageant that I ever did. And I will tell you, um, when I did that system, I felt, um, in the coach that I had at the time, I felt like she tried to put me into a mold, um, and create me into something, not necessarily that I wasn't, but make me fit into something probably and make choices towards things that maybe I wouldn't normally make towards choose. Um, a little bit more conservative than I would normally pick on my own. Um, and I think over time, as my confidence grew, um, I, I started becoming okay with saying, you know, no, this, this really isn't me. This isn't what I want to wear. This isn't who I want to be. Um, and I got more comfortable with each pageant that I did um, with saying, no, this is who I want to be. Um, this, is, this, is, this is what I want to portray when I walk out. Um, and being more comfortable with that, even if it was maybe a little bit outside of the box. And I do think though, I mean, you do have to look at the system too, that you're going, that you're going towards, Um, you know, like Mrs. International, if I ever were to compete in that system, which is not the system for me, for me, I don't, I don't, you know, I think that the guidelines of that system, but that system is very, very conservative and very, very traditional. So, you know, my style for that system, I would not fit 
the box. I do not meet the check marks that they would want in a title holder. Um, and that's okay, you know, so, but I think you need to look at those things when you're looking at a system. Yeah, international is not up my alley either. I don't think I would <laughs> fit in very well at international. Rebecca, I know, did well. She won her state and went on to nationals, but um, I think Rebecca probably within her platform was stronger than I would have been too. And I'm sure that was helpful. Yeah, There's you know, a system for I, everybody. And that's what I love about pageantry is there are so many systems out there that you can find one that does really fit your box, if that makes sense. Like where you can still express who you are within it and not feel limited. And that's what I really love about pageants. Yep, Rebecca, I was just going to say the same thing. That's, I think, why I love pageantry so much is that there is something for everyone. There are so many different systems um, for everyone. And if you if you find one that, you know, maybe you try it and you don't love it, there's another one that you can try. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I think that even if you love 99% of it, but there's like one thing you don't love, that doesn't mean it's not for you. It's just... You just got to like make yourself the strongest in the 99% and deal with that other 1%. Like a lot of girls are like, well, I don't love that it has fitness. I wish I had swim or vice versa. We'll just deal with it. You know, if everything else is perfect, like that's still your system, you know, like for instance, like I think the last system that you competed in Cosmos, it had on stage interview instead of like a private interview. Some girls might not love that like press conference style interview, but if that, if you love everything else about it, you're, you're going to do it. Yeah, for sure. So you just never know. You got to find that thing that works for you. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your new Instagram account. It's not (laughs) that new, but I love what you're doing with it. So tell the listeners a little bit about it. Thank you. Yes. So um, my friend Fawn and I started, um, we like to call it a movement and it is called Beauties and Beyond. And it is essentially where we highlight just different women in the community who have made an impact. Um, It's just a space where we encourage women, lift others up um, just because they're so amazing. You know, we want to be in an encouraging space um, and just be a light in this world. Um, both Vaughn and I have a, have a strong faith in God, and we want to, to use that space um, just to bring joy to others and a smile to others and to share how incredible women truly are. What's the Instagram handle? It's called Official Beauties and Beyond. And I love what you do on there. You both post like really great tips, really good life hacks, great encouraging messages you highlight lots of different people in pageantry and beyond like you said that are great people to either follow or find inspiration from I just love what you're doing I think it's really cool wait a second this is football coaches wives yes so my they both are the wives of the coaches (laughs) yeah I'm like wait a minute (laughs) yes so Fawn's husband um, is a football coach and they have been all over the place. I can't even remember all the teams that he has coached for. He's the um, strength coach for, uh, he is, I forget what, where he's at the U S it's a new football league. And I can't remember the name of it. That's terrible. Um, and then my husband is the uh, head football coach at St. Pius here in Kansas city. Um, 
so yeah, so football, big, big time football family, both of us. Okay. So we interviewed a friend of yours, Julie last, yes. was it last week, Rebecca? Or, no, it was the week before. It was, it was two weeks ago. Yeah. So we got to talk to her and I had looked at her Instagram. I'm like, what are these pictures of you and this blonde woman? And she's <laughs> like, that's our best friend shoot. And that's when you guys get updated headshots. And we tried to get her to tell us the theme of this last shoot, but she didn't tell us, but will you tell us? <laughs> oh, I can't. We don't have it back. Yet. It's really good. It's really good. I bet when I saw that Barbie one, I was like, that is the cutest thing. And she's like, no, keep going. And then I saw the Polly Pocket one. It's like, oh my gosh, these two. They're the cutest. Year after year, they they keep getting better. And it's so much fun. Um, And I have to tell you that pageantry, it's probably, she is one of the best gifts that pageantry has ever given me. and, and I say this and everybody always kind of looks at me funny because it's like, really? I always think that like the girls are going to be so catty. And I, I've always, I was like, no, I've met some of my best friends through pageantry. Um, and it, it, it's so amazing because her and I travel across the country to see each other at least once a year and support each other and everything that we do. And it's just, it's a fun, special bond. And I, I wish that more women got to experience that, especially as you get older and you have families, um, because I think it's harder to do. It is. Well, and it's funny how pageantry brings people's together because Rebecca literally was a judge at my first pageant ever. So it's so funny that now we're such good friends and we have a podcast together and she literally was the judge of my first pageant. Yeah. So I don't know if you've ever worked with, have you ever mocked with her anything or worked with her at all? Yes. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, she was definitely a game changer for me. So I ended up calling her. So she judged the pageant and I know I messaged her because I knew she coached as well. And I was like, Hey, I want to book some sessions because I feel like from a coach's standpoint, you'd be really good to give me feedback considering you saw me on stage and interviewed with me. And so that's kind of how I approached that. And so she was able to give me some of the best feedback I had ever gotten because she saw me live and actually competing. Yeah. She's so good at what she does. Okay. So I want to do some rapid fire questions if you're okay with it. I've seen a bunch of your gowns. I have a personal favorite of mine that I've already picked out of which ones you've worn from at least what I've seen on Instagram, what has been your favorite gown that you've been able to wear on stage? Okay. So I have two, I would have to say the all white one that Caesar, he made that one, or it was a black velvet one that I had made. Oh, a black velvet. I don't think I've seen that on here. It's probably further down. It was, it was all black and it had this gold, like rhinestone in a really high slit. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to have to look for it. Well, the one I saw that I really loved and it felt very, you was the pink one when you were Mrs. Missouri for cosmos and you're standing on the stairs, you have a gold belt on This is not a competition dress. I I don't think at least, but it feels very you. Yes. So that gown. Oh, I love that dress. 
So that was actually Christy. She was, I, we traded gowns. So Christy, she was Mrs. Um, she was America's most beautiful Mrs. And her and I traded gowns. So she wore that to a gala and I fell in love with it when she wore it there. Cause it was this beautiful pink dress and it reminded me of Barbie and I'm obsessed with Barbie. And I texted her and I said, do you still have that gown? Um, and I had a white dress that she liked. And so we swapped gowns. I need to find someone I can flip-flop stuff with. I, I don't know if I, I guess it just depends on my size. I feel like I've been a different size each time I've competed. So that probably wouldn't work out anyways. <laughs> okay. So you were a WBFF pro fitness diva. Can you, so I see it says this, at least on your profile, what does that mean exactly? Can you kind of go into what that is and how you got, how you get into competing in something like that? Sure. So it's kind of like pageantry. I like to say the fitness world. So just like pageantry, there's all different systems. Same thing with the fitness world. There's all different, different organizations. The WBFF is one organization. They have the NPC, the, oh gosh, I don't even know them all. Um, but the WBFF is the one that I did. And like I had said before, the reason why I chose that one is simply because they had sparkly swimsuits and they got to wear evening gowns and they did theme wear. And so they got to wear these elaborate costumes. Um, and the pro part means um, that I won my pro card, um, meaning so you get up on stage and uh, just like um, just like a, a, a pageant, there's there's judges and you go and they judge you and, and they have a winner of, of the competition. And I won and they can choose to award you your pro card or not. Um, once you win your pro card, then they have specific shows that only the professional athletes can compete in. Oh, oh, so you could literally have won this and then they can say, oh, we don't think we're going to give her her card. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you could, you could win and then they could say, no, we don't, we don't think you're quite ready yet to compete at the, at the professional level. So, so I won my pro card and I did compete in a, in a pro show. Um, and that is just a whole nother level. <laughs> <laughs> A whole nother level of commitment and oh my gosh, sure. yeah. just a whole nother level. And I just, it takes years to get your physique. They're just not something that like, I'm great time while I did it, but I was happy winning the pro card and I'm good with that. Is that something you have to keep up or is it one of those things where you're like, nope, I, this is what I won and it's me forever. Yeah, no, nope. You don't have to keep it up. And the, and the WBFF, again, it's very, it's very different than, than the other organizations. It's, it's much more of a show that they put on, but it is, it's, it's very much like you have to know how to flex. You have to know how to make your muscles pop. You have to make sure that you're eating your carbs on time. I mean, it's all about like, it, it's great. Like everything is about timing and then making sure that you, you know, you're pumping up before you get on stage so that your muscles are popping. And I mean, there's just a lot that goes into it. And then you're crabby because you're hungry and you're thirsty before the show. So it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. So when you went from doing that type of competition to pageantry, because I've seen some women transfer from one to the other and I feel like sometimes you can tell by the way that they stop and pose just because it's such muscle memory for them. Did you find that difficult to kind of get some of those habits out or were you actually like, thank goodness, I don't have to stand like that anymore. It wasn't too bad, but, but it was because of, I think the organization that I chose. Now I will tell you like 
So NPC, and I think that that's what a lot of people think of when they think of NP, like the fitness competitions, because that's what a lot of girls do. And that's what's most commonly recognized when you think of that. Um, and their movements are a lot more, um, I don't know quite the right word, but those are the girls that like when they turn around, they bend over a little bit more. Um, WBFF is, is a little bit actually more posing like pageantry. So it kind of was, was easy to tweak. And actually I will tell you, it helped a lot with my stage presence. Like I wasn't nervous to go out on stage in a bikini for, for pageantry. Um, like that did not bother me at all, especially because the bikinis that were, you know, for Mrs. America, the one piece that you wear for that, it was like, oh gosh, I felt like I had on a ton of clothes, um, <laughs> compared to the fitness competition. So those bikinis are teeny tiny. Uh, so I, I actually, you know, didn't, didn't bother me that being on the stage did not bother me whatsoever. So I actually felt like that kind of helped because I always felt like, oh my gosh, if I can go out in this teeny tiny bikini at a fitness show, I can go out in this stuff and rock it. I mean, valid. I, I would probably feel the same way if I had that experience and then went <laughs> to Mrs. America in the, the one piece that they wear, in the one piece. which, which, yeah, it is, it is yes. a little more coverage probably even than what I wear to my pool. Yes. So what does your husband think of all of this? You know what? My husband is so, he's amazing. He is the most supportive man. I think I could, I always joke that I could tell him I wanted to fly to the moon and he would say, okay, honey, let's figure out how we're going to get you there. <laughs> I mean, he just always like, I mean, sometimes like I can see him close his eyes and he's like, oh my gosh, what's she going to say? She's going to do that. <laughs> but I mean, he's just, he's always supportive and he's always just cheering me on. And he, I don't think he has ever missed one of my things. He always manages to rearrange his schedule to be there to support me. And he is not just a high school football coach. So he owns his own business and he is a high school football coach. He also coaches my sons. He coaches my daughters. And then um, he helps with the two older boys too. So, you know, he is, he's busy, but he's always there. He's never missed, missed one, one thing to be there for me, to support me. So if there was one piece of advice that you could give someone who's going into their first pageant and whether it's a, I know some women will do their first pageant, they'll go to a national pageant. Some will do a local fair pageant, a state pageant, whatever, like whatever competition it is, what would you tell them? I would tell them, find a good coach and start practicing early. Um, and when I say practicing, practice your interview, practice your walk, practice. That means in your swimsuit and evening gown. It's never too soon to start practicing. Um, and I also don't think it's a bad idea to, to try out different coaches. Um, you know, I truthfully wish that my first pageant that I would have um maybe looked around a little bit more for a coach because I just used the first coach that that I had found. Um, and she tried to, to, like I had said before, change me a little bit more than than what I would was comfortable with. And I just didn't know any better. Um, and and I think that you need to to find somebody that you feel comfortable with and that lets you be you, but that person brings out the best in you and brings out the best characteristics in you and lets your personality shine. I totally agree because at the end of the day, you're the one spending the money to do the pageant. You're the one taking time away from your family. Like you want to feel like the best version of you, not what somebody else has created for you to be. 
I totally agree. Um, how often do you get to see Julie? Cause you guys live kind of far away. <laughs> we do. Um, we, we, oh gosh, at least I want to say we probably about two to three times a year. I mean, I wish I got to see her like all the time, <laughs> but we try to see each other at least two to three times a year. Um, but we talk to each other. I mean, I actually think I probably talk to her more than I talk to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> because um, we're constantly texting each other nonstop. Um, but yeah, she's awesome. It's, it's uh, she's like I said, she is the biggest, the biggest blessing. Yeah, she's great. And I know what you mean, because it's funny. I always forget that Rebecca and I have only like really hung out with each other. I think twice ever in person when I really think about it, it's always like FaceTimes and calls and texts. And it's funny when you find people in pageantry that are all the way across the United States. Yes. And you, and you have these that, friendships. Yeah, and you have that connection with them and, and these bonds and friendships. Um, I know I would people from, you know, my friends from here, sometimes when I tell them about those connections that you make from pageantry and they're always just kind of like, but didn't you just meet them and spend like a few days with them at a pageant or, you know, some of them that like, maybe it was a coach that became a friend or something. Um, and you've never like actually met them in person. And then they're like, but you've never really met them. They always just kind of look at me funny. And I'm like, well, yeah, yes. Until people really get into it. It's it, I think it, it can be really hard to understand because you are competing against each other sometimes when you meet and it just doesn't make sense to people until they live it and they're there and they're like, okay, now I see how you can become such good friends, even though you're technically competing against each other. Normally don't ask this question or ask a question, but with Rebecca having to pop out quick, we usually do a Chris's question of the week. And normally I would never ask because she's afraid I'll go rogue or something, but if you're open <laughs> to it, Go right ahead today and I will ask you the Chris's question. If you could design your own coffee table book, what would you call it and what would you put into it? Mom hacks or life hacks or something. Oh, and it that's would probably, a good one. I mean, I think, well, I, you know, with six kids, I think I would, I think I would come up with like all, I think it would be all probably about you know, the little things around the house and little inventions and things that could help me out around the house with all these kids, like maybe something to help with laundry and all the dishes and the groceries. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. All kinds of little mom hats to keep my sanity. No, that's a really good. Okay. That's way better than what I <laughs> I don't know something like that I'm just sitting I'm sitting in my office and so all I see is all these you know cute little faces staring back at me in the pictures and that's all I can oh. think about no that would be a great coffee table book that would be a fun one I the only reason I thought to even ask that so I'm sitting in like our we have a like a lounge area in our bedroom and I'm looking at this Ashley Longshore coffee table book that I have and I'm like huh I wonder if like I made one, what would it be? And I was like, I should ask Kristen. <laughs> and that's what made me think of the Chris's question. And all I could think of, this is so terrible. It's just pictures of me. It's like, oh my gosh, I have all these like really beautiful pictures from pageantry that I had not ever had before. And I was like, I might just fill it with pictures of me. 
Well, you know what? That's actually probably really good because what do you actually really do with all the picture? All the pictures. That's the thing. I mean, you you know, I, obviously, I'm, like there are some that I've never even posted still. Yep, same. I don't know. I probably have a ton that I don't even know. Like I have them, but it's like I don't even know what I do with these. That's like not a bad idea, actually. I feel like if you're a mom and you do pageants, because you can't do them forever. There, I mean, eventually you'll stop. I think taking all these professional photos. Oh, or a best friend book with you and Julie. <gasps> oh, that's actually a great idea. Maybe I should do that and give, it, and give it to her. Oh my gosh, that would be so cute. Huh. All right. Well, we'll have to ask people on Instagram what their coffee table book would be. My yours is really heartwarming. Mine's selfish. And <laughs> We'll see if everybody else thinks of something good that they could do. Well, thank you so much, Kristen, for coming on the show. We really appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to us about pageantry and about fitness and nutrition and mom stuff, all the things. So where can people go to find you? Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed talking to you guys. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Mrs. Kristen Simone and, um, follow along at official beauties and beyond. Thank you. And you can follow us at pageant buzz pod. And as Rebecca always says, don't forget to sparkle. We are currently booking our next guest. So follow us on Instagram at pageant buzz pod and send us a DM. If you'd like to be a guest on our podcast.